I'm glad he, he does forgive and is able to forgive. Yes. And I appreciate that tonight. Well, Genesis chapter 22, if you want to leave your Bible open to that chapter, which it's a special chapter, and I don't know that I can say anything to you tonight that you've not already heard, preached, or taught, or understood yourself from this chapter, but it's the, where my heart is tonight. The old preacher from home who lived to be 94 and pastored the last church that he pastored 52 years, Brother Cook, used to say, I don't claim any originality to anything. He said somebody preached it before I did and somebody will preach it after I do. He said, but would you preach it with me while I preach it? Amen. He said, I just preach it as I get to them. And so I guess that's where I'm at tonight. And so I trust the Lord will help us to say what needs to be said from this passage tonight. Genesis chapter 22, the first verse starts off and says, And it came to pass after these things that the Lord did tempt Abraham. And I think what he's saying is after what took place in the life of Abraham in chapter 21, now the Lord tempts Abraham. Of course, we know that tempt there is not the solicitation to do evil. For James 1 declares to us that God is not tempted with evil, neither doth he tempt any man. But we understand that it is a test or a trial in the life of Abraham. God is testing and trying his faith. And God does that not only in Abraham, but he does the children of Abraham... And we are the children of Abraham by faith. Amen. If we're saved tonight by the grace of God. And God does test and try our faith. God's test and God's trial is not so much whether we pass or fail. That's not what God's interested in. But it's in developing and growing our faith tonight. That's the reason for the test, and the trial. And so it is in the life of Abraham. Abraham's not a young man. Of course, with our standards, he wasn't a young man when the Lord called him. He's 75 when the Lord spoke to him and called him out of Ur of the Chaldees and told him to go into a place that he knew not and, and sojourn there. Of course, it wound up to be the land of Canaan. But now he's been many years. And in chapter 21, Isaac has been born. Ishmael has been sent away. Uh, He has made a covenant with Abimelech and the Philistines uh, over the the well and also drawed lines with the Philistines. And I think he said that we'll stay here on this side of the well, you stay on that side of the well, knowing his place, Philistines a type of the world, and so he doesn't embark upon, are not involved with the world, and doesn't have ungodly or wrong associations, is what I'm saying tonight. And as a matter of fact, when the verse closes out of chapter 21, it says of Abraham that he sojourned many days in the land of the Philistines. And so it looks like that 
uh, far as Abraham's tests and trials of his faith, they have come to an end. That God has allowed him to uh, settle here, uh, my friend, at Beersheba, build this well, plant this grove that shows everybody that he's serving Jehovah God. It's his place of sacrifice and worship. And it looks like he's going to spend uh, spend the rest of his years, those latter years, those elderly years, those final years of his life, uh, my friend, uh, uh, just uh, my friend enjoying uh, the promise of God through Isaac and uh, loving and uh, my friend being able to be a part of this son's life and know what God has promised through this child. But then here comes the Lord. And looks like hasn't talked to him in many a year. Has not spoke to him. But he says, uh, Abraham. And though it's been a while, though it's probably been many years, and Abraham is uh, an aged man, he says to the Lord, uh, when the Lord calls him by name, he says, Behold, here I am. And so that's the first thing that I want us to notice from the text tonight is that Abraham makes himself available to the Lord. Doesn't matter that it's been years since the Lord has called him or asked of him or uh, directed him in some way. But he's saying to him now, Abraham, and Abraham's not aware of what lies ahead. He doesn't understand that when God's voice speaks to him and calls him, he doesn't know what it is that God is going to test and try him with. He doesn't even know that it's a test or a trial. He just hears the voice of God and he says to him, Behold, here I am. I wonder tonight in our life, I wonder in our journey, I wonder in our Christian experience tonight. I wonder when the Lord speaks to us and will he speak to us and does he speak to us tonight? Are we like Abraham? Will we make ourselves available tonight and say, Behold, here I am. We are creatures of habit and uh, we are creatures that sort of get in a rut or a routine, and I, I don't suppose that's altogether bad, uh, uh, altogether. But I wonder sometimes if we don't settle in and think, well, this is uh, the way it is. This is a, I've got things, you know, lined out in order, and this is the way it's going to be. And all of a sudden, here's the voice of the Lord one day, one night, one week, sometime. Uh, and we hear him call us by name as he did Abraham. And I wonder, are we making ourselves available as Abraham did and say, here I am. I don't know what it is you want me to do. I don't know why it is you're calling my name. I don't know what it is that the next step I need to take. I don't know what next mountain I bet you might want me to climb. But I want to say to you, Lord, here I am. I often, I don't know about you, I, I wanted to say you tonight, or say we, but I, I want to say me tonight. Quite often, uh, 
uh, when the Lord uh, would call, uh, I, I would I want to say, well, what is it? Uh, before I say, here I am. But Abraham didn't do that, and that's not the willingness that God wants. That's not the surrender, the availability that God wants out of us. He don't want us to be able to say, well, that's not what I want to do. That's not exactly where I want to go. That's not uh, the sacrifice I want to make. That's uh, not the trial I want to endure. Uh, That's not the direction that I'm interested uh, in going. What he wants out of us is to say, here I am. Unbeknownst of what it is or where it is or why it is, uh, but just make ourselves available unto the Lord. I believe he did it really honestly from his heart. His actions prove it. For when the Lord spoke to him and said, I'll tell you what I want you to do, Abraham. Since you're available, I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to take thy son, thy only son Isaac, the son whom you love, the son of your old age, and I want you to go to one of the mountains which I'll show thee of, oh my, and tell thee of, and I want you to offer him for a burnt offering and a burnt sacrifice. And Abraham never flinched. Abraham never said, well, I said, I, 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 here I am, but oh no. Uh, he rose up the next morning uh, and my friend claved the wood uh, for the burnt offering. Uh, I said goodbye to Miss Sarah. I got the two uh, donkeys and two servants uh, and got Isaac by the hand uh, and said, we're headed to that place of worship. We're headed where God said for us to go. The Bible really says he rose up early. There was no, uh, uh, my friend, hesitation. There was uh, no delay because he had made himself available from his heart. Uh, Here I am. I wonder tonight as the Lord speaks, I I wonder would he speak and is he speaking or has he spoke or will he in days ahead? I wonder what you'll say tonight, my friend, that out of his test and trial of faith, out of his next move in your life, I wonder will you say, here I am. Amen. Oh my. And so we know that he sets out, uh, my friend, to that place that the Lord has told him about. He said, I'll tell thee of it. It's in the land of Moriah, but he didn't tell him. I'll show him, but the Bible said three days journeys out. He lifts up his eyes and there's the place. Amen. Uh, and then in verse 7, uh, I want us to notice tonight that the Bible said, uh, uh, of course they reach uh, the land of Moriah, the mountain of Moriah, that where he's going to offer Isaac, the place that the Lord showed him to worship, to make the sacrifice and the offering. He leaves the two uh, servants there with the two donkeys at the bottom of the mountain and takes Isaac and they go up to the top of the mountain. And as they're journeying there, uh, uh, the Bible said, uh, and of course he said to the servants, I'm the Lord to go yonder and worship and we'll come again unto you. I, I know I'm not covering everything. I'm just trying to cover what I had felt was on my heart tonight. And he says, uh, Abraham took the burnt offering, uh, the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac and, and took the fire in his hand. That's verse 6, and a knife, and they went both of them together. 
And then Isaac spake to him as they're climbing that mountain or reach the plateau. And he says to him, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. Now when God said to Abraham, Abraham, he said, here I am. But when Isaac said, my father, he said, here am I, my son. Not here I am, but here am I. And so he made himself available when the Lord spoke to him. But now when Isaac calls him my father, he says to him, here am I, my son. I want to say it this way, he makes himself accessible to his son. Isaac evidently had been with him before to make sacrifice, to make offering and burn offering. And as he looked around as they went to this place to worship and he knew what was going to take place, he understood that he had the wood on his back and on his shoulder. And Abraham had the fire and the knife in his hand. But he was curious about where was the offering, where was the lamb that was to be offered. Amen. And Abraham had an answer for it. Abraham was accessible unto him. Abraham had a faith that not only told Isaac what he should do, pointed to the mountain where he was going to make sacrifice and worship, but he is there with him. They two went together. He's accessible. He can explain to Isaac somewhat that what God is going to do. I wonder tonight... Are we accessible to our children, to our grandchildren, to those that uh, inquire about our faith? Amen. I must confess to you tonight, I have found out over the years, I have uh, examined over the years, it's a whole lot easier for me to preach something than it is to walk it. It's a whole lot easier for me to say it to everybody else and expect them to do it. But oh, it's another thing when I have to live it out or walk it out myself. Amen. I even found in my own life as a parent that sometimes it's easier for me to tell and was easier for me to tell my children how they should do but what they needed was not just a father to tell them what they should do, but to be an example to them and show them what to do. Be accessible unto them. Amen. Why do we do this, Dad? Why do we do this, Mom? Well, that's just what the Lord said. Amen. That's just because it's right. That's just because I say so. That's just because I'm the mama, I'm the daddy, and you're the son and the daughter, and you're supposed to obey. Isaac is confused. Isaac is wondering. Isaac is questioning. By the way, Abraham lays the wood on the back and the shoulder of Isaac. But it is Abraham that has the revelation 
uh, my friend, of what's to take place and where it's to take place. Isaac's just following, following along as an obedient son. I'm afraid sometimes with our children and our posterity, we lay the wood on their back, the wood of the sacrifice, we lay responsibility on their shoulders, but they don't understand, and my friend, have not had a divine revelation like we have, do not understand how we're and where we're supposed to worship and what all God's are doing, my friend, and then we don't make ourselves accessible under them enough and live out our faith in front of them. Is anybody understanding what I'm trying to preach tonight? Amen. Oh my. Are you listening tonight? Amen. And I want to say to you tonight that sometimes those children Grandchildren, the posterity, those that we have laid the wood on their shoulder and on their back and they've tried to follow as an obedient son or daughter tonight, but oh, they did not understand, they could not understand. Oh my, oh my. And I'll tell you what happened to them. The load got too heavy. And they couldn't bear it. And it's easier to say, well, they knew better. They knew better. They were raised better than that. But we expected them to understand what we, revelation we had come to, and they had not come to that revelation. Or they had not come even to that salvation or that maturity that we had come to. Amen. And we laid the word on them, expecting them how to bear that load and they could not bear it. They crumbled underneath it. Anybody listening to the preacher tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. But when he said, my father, he said, here am I, my son. He said, well, father, I wanted to ask you, you got the fire and the knife and I got the wood, but where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham, without hesitation, knowing all the time what's go- what lies ahead, says to him, God will provide himself a lamb. He has such faith. He has such confidence. He has such accessibility that he says without wavering, he says without hesitation, out of his son, amen. Oh my, God will provide himself a lamb. God is not just going to provide a lamb. God's going to provide himself a lamb. Oh my, bless his name. You see, oh my, God loves you and God loves me so much that he's going to provide himself a lamb. Amen. Oh my. And I understand Abraham understood, oh my, thank God, why he said it with such positivity. He said to him, God will provide himself because he knows how much I love you and I understand how much he loves his son 
and I'm telling you, Isaac, he will have to, oh my, if I have to lay you on that altar, thank God. God loved his son enough that he's going to get him up and he's going to get you up. Amen. What Hebrews 11 said, thank God, when Abraham's faith was tried, thank God, he offered Isaac and he received him in a figure. A caring God was able because this was the promised child. This was the promised seed. Not just Isaac, but hallelujah, the Messiah was in that seed. And he said, hey God, God will provide himself a lamb. I'm telling you, he's accessible. He's not just talking talk. He's not just talking about a great faith. He's living out a great faith. And the Bible said, and they too went on. Oh, they too walked together. I'm with you, son. I'm not telling you one way to live that I don't live. I'm not telling you, thank God, that you can experience what I've not experienced. I'm telling you the God that I am and the God that I serve call me out of other counties, he will provide himself a lamb. He made himself accessible. Amen. Can I say just a word before I get to the last point? Amen. So here he is and he says, God will provide himself a lamb Isaac denotes he has the wood. And he said, I notice you got the fire and the knife. Amen. Can I say to you, the fire of sacrifice or the fire of worship must come from the house or the home. Abraham didn't wait till they got to the place to worship to start the fire or to build the fire. He brought it with him. Now, we've been taught in, in our generation of church going that you go to the house, to the church house, meeting house, Brother Mitchell used to call it, amen, and you build a fire. And we have built fires. And they're emotional fires, and they're religious fires, and they're sanctimonious fires. They're all kind of fires that we build, and we get in there and burn. And when it's burnt... When the service comes to close and the final amen is said, it's all ashes inside the church house and we leave no different than what we come because it is a built up, made up fire. Amen. I'm not preaching to charismatics tonight. I'm not preaching to the health and wealth crowd tonight. I'm talking to us. And I've been as guilty as anybody else. I was raised that way. Amen. And I thought it was an old time way. And there were some old timers. And there was some reality to it. But the wildfire took over so much. And the emotionalism, thank God, ran amok so much. Amen. Thank God. Amen. But they got everybody converted and everybody saved. And everybody shouting and everybody having a good time. And nobody living any different than they'd ever lived. And nobody, thank God, being a mature Christian, not discipling a people for Christ, God help us tonight. All because we thought the fire I was over here. I'm telling you, real fire. You'll bring it from the house. Amen. 
thank God. Oh, you'll, oh, you'll cry. I'll try to bring it with you if it's real. Amen. Thank God. Oh, and it's that fire, my friend, that will consume the sacrifice and cause us to have a real worship. Amen. Thank God. Oh, you see, my friend, we're not one people here and different people when we put on a suit and tie and come in a church house. Thank God. We are who we are. I chunder. Amen. Oh, my. And I've been too guilty of my friend cutting her off here and being out chunder. Am I feeling footloose and fancy free? But it's a lifestyle and a way of life. And reality starts at home and in our heart. And what worship is and what we come together for is just a comb, just a, am I feeling a commation? Thank God. And us bringing our home fires together and worshiping together. Hallelujah. Amen. And I realize. Thank God sometimes when we come, our fire doesn't burn too bright. Our flame is not too bright. We may have been discouraged. Amen. Oh, yeah. Thank God. And there's a little flicker instead of a bright flame and a robust flame. Amen. But you get around somebody that's, uh, thank God, been out under somewhere and come in with a real fire. Next thing you know, uh, the embers that, uh, of your soul, thank God, will be sparked to worship. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, my. He made himself accessible unto Isaac. Are you available to the Lord tonight? Have you said to him, here I am? Have you said to those that have inquired of you, here am I? Have you made yourself accessible to those who are inquiring and needing to know? Now it's verse 11. And the Bible said that Abraham has put the wood and he's bound Isaac and laid him on that altar. And the Bible says he stretches forth his hand to take the knife to kill his son. It was amazing. The Lord waited till he stretched forth his hand to take hold of the knife. And then in verse 11, the angel of the Lord says to him, Abraham, Abraham. And he says, here am I. I'm not just available. I'm not just accessible. I'm accountable. I'm where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to be doing like I'm supposed to be doing it. That's what he said. I wonder tonight when the Lord calls you, can you say, here am I, I'm accountable I'm where you want me. I'm doing what you want me to do like you want it done. Like you told me to do it. That's what he said. Behold, here am I. And that angel says, Now I know that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son. You feared me. Fear God. You love God more than you love that son. Son, and so he said, I'm gonna, I wanna offer, I wanna say to you, 
Don't touch him. Don't slay him. Withhold thy hand from thy son. And Abraham, the Bible said, lifts up his eyes and behold a ram is caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham goes over there and takes that ram and unbinds Isaac and offers the ram instead of his son. And the Bible said he called that place Jehovah Jireh. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. God has provided. He will provide and he did provide. Amen. Oh my. God put Abraham to this last test and trial. God let him climb this last mountain. And by doing so he revealed to him more of himself than Abraham had ever seen in his life. That is his trial and test for us. It not only grows our faith, but it lets us see him greater than we have ever seen him. And in the light, we have never seen him before. More about Jesus, I would know. More of his grace to others show. More of his kingdom sure increase. More of his coming, Prince of Peace. More, more about Jesus. Oh my. Surely all of us want to know more about Him. Is it Galatians that tells us the gospel was preached to Abraham? Somehow I think this is this part of the story and maybe all of it. That Abraham realized when he goes over there and gets that ram and starts back out of that thicket with that ram and heads towards that altar where Isaac is, he understands that instead of Isaac and instead of us, God is going to provide himself a lamb. Hallelujah. Oh, on that same mountain range, thousands of years later at a place called Golgotha and Calvary, the Lamb of God took away the sin of the world. To wit, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself and not imputing their trespasses unto them. Offered instead of us. That's what he's showing. That's what he's seeing. Amen. I see him there. Amen. The ram, and I know you've preached it and heard it. Can I just bump a thing or two and then quit? Amen. Some would, I've heard different ideas about the ram. While, you know, Isaac and Abraham was coming up on this side of the mountain. The ram's coming up on this side of the mountain. A while he's bound on that altar, God brings the ram to the thicket. I got a feeling before Abraham and Isaac ever got to the place where there's worship, the ram was already in the thicket. Calvary's not an afterthought. Hallelujah. Christ stood as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for us. So I believe he's over there. Isaac just couldn't see him. And could not see him until he laid Isaac on the altar. Amen. Amen. And until you lay your all on the altar, you can't see that he is the Savior, that he is the one offered instead. Amen. But when you lay it all on the altar, when you lay your Isaac or lay yourself on the altar, it's then you can see he's the one that died in your stead. And you lay hold on him. Amen. Amen. Oh my. 
And so the ram's caught in the thicket by his horns. He's not caught by his legs. He's not caught by his body. He's not caught in any way like that, just by his horns. Amen. Uh, that way he's not scarred. That way he's not marred in any way. And that's Christ. He that was wholly harmless, separate from sinners. He was tempted and yet all points without sin. Amen. That's him. Amen. Thank God. Uh, my friend, he was manifested to take away our sin. And in him is no sin. He was that ram. Oh, that's what Abraham is seeing. Amen. But, amen. By the way, thank God, who ever heard of a full-grown ram getting caught in the thicket by his horns? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. I mean, he'd thrash and get out of there. But God said to that ram, stick your head in that thicket and wait on Abraham to come. And Christ said, no man takes my life, but I lay it down free and I have power. I lay it down and I have power. I take it again. And he did take it again. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. And so Abraham is seeing Christ represented here. He's seeing God's provision in a way he's never saw him. He's seeing God in a way he's never witnessed him before. When he did what God said, when he made himself available and accessible and now accountable, God is giving him that provision. My friend, and what he thought would be a place of sacrifice became a place of supply. Amen. Oh, bless his name. I, I praise the Lord for that, don't you? And what he thought would be a place of death became a place of life. Whoa. And so this is Abraham. Am I feeling... Thank God, uh, and I'm thankful tonight. He made himself available and accessible, and he was accountable unto the Lord. Amen. I bless his name for that tonight. And I wonder... As we close tonight, will you say or have you said, here I am? Have you said or will you say tonight, here am I, I'm accessible? And I wonder tonight, as the Lord calls, can you say, here am I, I'm accountable? I'm at that place that you told me to get to doing what you said to do. If not tonight, would you come? Let's stand.